Hey everybody, I'm Greg. And I'm Dave. And welcome to episode 16. Alright, we're on a time crunch, so we're going to just kind of get straight to it. Uh, this is from the Daily Signal by Ben Shapiro. This is February 23rd, but listen, Joe Biden turns America's government into Wokeness Incorporated. So, uh, as President's Day weekend loomed last week, the Biden administration dropped a little-noticed little noticed executive order. The executive order happened to be one of the broadest, most transformative executive orders in modern American history. It turned the federal government into one giant machine designed for the propagation of woke principles. Biden's so-called executive order on further advancing racial equity and support for undeserved communities. So let's just make sure that you guys understand what equity is. It has nothing to do with equality except for, let's say I'm a slacker and I don't work, and Dave here has been working his ass off forever, paying his own way in school, getting his education. He's got some nice things. He's, got, he's making a high dollar amount. Equity is equal outcome. So... Government comes along and says, hey, uh, Dave, uh, Greg's not making as much as you, so we're going to even that out. You saw the interview with uh, Bernie Sanders and Bill Maher. Oh, is that when he's talking about the book deal or the book? Yeah. It, oh, no, no, I remember that. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't uh, figure out the difference between equity and equality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, equity is dangerous. Basically, it's really dangerous. I mean, we just kind of made a little... Uh, humor there in comparison and an analogy but think about uh, a job situation think about the people who build bridges think about the people who build buildings we're talking about unqualified people being put into those positions things uh, structures becoming more unsafe uh, police becoming more brutal because they're not the right kind of police or have the right kind of training or have the right kind of attitude equity is not good I was reading something this week about, uh, I think it might have been SVB. Yeah. The, the um, bank collapse. Yeah, yeah but uh, this article that I was reading was talking about their hiring practices where everyone that they hired in management and high-level executive positions was a diversity hire had absolutely nothing to do with qualifications or experience. Well, that's the same thing with the Biden administration. No, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you got Buttigieg, no experience, but he's, you know, he checks the block for wokeness. All right, the next one, ADL attacks crowdfunding platform that's helping people in East Palestine. You remember what we said before about the Democrat Party exists to seek out and destroy any goodness? Yeah. So here we have people giving to this platform, and then Democrats come along and say, oh, no, 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 helping people, that's not thats not what we want. No, no, no. Anyway, this is by the Daily Signal, Tyler O'Neill, March 3rd. Oxon Hill, Maryland, Heather Wilson, co-founder of the crowdfunding platform Give, Send, Go, told the Daily Signal that the Anti-Defecation League a prominent Jewish legal advocacy group smeared her organization. They defamed her without having any facts behind it. 
She said the organization was referring to an alleged extremist who are raising funds for legal fees because we allow that on Give, Send, Go, because we allow it in the United States of America. The Anti-Defecation League, or ADL, did not respond to the Daily Signal's requests for comments. ADL uh, was putting a hit piece out on Give, Send, Go, referring to the January report titled, How Bigots and Extremists Collect and Use Millions in Online Donations. And that and that is not an is that's not an isolated incident. So remember in Canada last year with the truckers, yeah, that raised yeah. hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars in GoFundMe and they just took it all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until conservative news outlets started to bring attention to this, they started to give the money mm-hmm. back. And they didn't stop there. They uh, Trudeau froze these people's bank accounts. Mm-hmm. So it, it, don't think that this is a one-off, isolated mm-hmm. thing. This is a behavior that has been emboldened because there's been no accountability. And GoFundMe, kind of like Bank of America, you know, they really don't care about the customers. They just want to comply to whatever woke government is in power. By Bank of America, I mean they just le- they voluntarily gave the government uh, uh, the January sixth investigators yeah, the bank statements, bank statements, yeah. transactions of people in the area. Um, so anyway, they're saying that these people are making millions in online donations. It turns out if you click on the campaigns they're quoting, there's like four hundred or two hundred and fifty dollars. Wilson said ADL never reached out to give Sango for comment. Surprise. So Wilson told uh, the Daily Signal that Give Sango is, is, is a for-profit company but doesn't gain its revenue by taking a cut of each donation from the person receiving the money. Instead, it asks the donor to contribute some money to Give Sango as well as to the person running the campaign. This donor support sustains the platform. It also allows Give Send Go to support various charities, one of which is the relief effort for the East Palestine folks in Ohio. Give Send Go donates, Give Send Go Charities donates 100% of donations to the people who need them. She said, without any processing fees. She said the charity arm has raised over $60,000 for people of East Palestine. what the Anti-Defecation League is going after. Give, Send, Go has a prayer team that contacts every person who starts a fundraising campaign on the platform and offers to pray for them. Wilson said that even atheists have accepted her prayer and cried after praying after the prayer team supported them. Uh, Give, Send, Go also charges less in credit card processing fees than the competition. Now, Give, Send, Go is uh, one of the things I set up for us on for real? on uh, on one of our accounts. I think of the RSS feed, which is the is the podcast feed, and I must use my phone number because somebody from they Give called Send, you. they called me and <laughs> they prayed with me. Well, how about that? <laughs> uh, so that's for real. That's for real. That's pretty how cool. How about that? That is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Now, I mean, now. The question is, 
how could anyone or why would anyone be opposed to something like this? Yeah, even if you're woke, why are you opposed to a company helping those that are in need? Yeah. Why are you opposing that? And, he, and you know they lie because they said, oh, they're producing millions when it was only $250 or maybe $450. I mean, they just lie. And you are you just keep... Oh, never mind. All right, so you guys have heard about the toxic red tide in Florida. And let's see, this is by Just the News, Madeline Hubbard from March 8th. Yeah, I heard it was bad this year. Yeah. So Florida Coast experienced a high level of toxic red tide quote-unquote, which is suspected to be responsible for recent reports of fish deaths and respiratory issues for humans. Uh, I'll go, I'm just going to tell you what red tide is or how it's formed, which is the other stuff you can read about. Red tide occurs when colonies of algae grow out of control into harmful either algal, algal or algal blooms per OSHA, or excuse me, per, per NOAA. National Oceanic Administration. The blooms may cause breathing difficulties in the surrounding area. It can also make shellfish dangerous to eat. Uh, so if you wanted to read more about that, you can in the show notes. Yeah, but so I I heard about this for the first time last week. Yeah. Um. Apparently, it's it's not uncommon, but apparently it was bad this year. It was really, really, really bad. I knew someone that had um, vacation plans for the Gulf Coast, and because of this, you know, they had to go to the east, the eastern side of, uh, of Florida. But yeah, I, I had never heard about it before. Before this, this, uh, this version of it, or this yeah, recent instance. And what's interesting is it's a red tide, so I mean it. It, I mean, it, it really is red. Let's see, it says, uh, particularly high levels of red tide causing water discoloration. So, if you think about the end times in the Bible, it talks about part of the sea or half the sea or a third of the sea turns, to, turns red. Yeah. Turns into blood. So, I mean, I, I can't help but wonder if, if that red tide is something we're going to see more of you know it's, it's, that's an interesting point right because a lot of the things that we see in scripture prophetically we consider that this was written right by a man in exile right in revelation specifically that had no earthly concept or, or concept uh, context for mm -hmm. the things that he's seen in his right. vision. Right. But if you listen or you read the descriptions that John gave to things like people standing and their flesh just melting away in an instant, um, he, he would think that is some, uh, I guess, supernatural event. And it possibly could be. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but it, it makes sense to believe it's some kind of nuclear, nuclear yeah. thing. But <laughs> so, he, he even talked about, you know, a, a third of the sea was dead. I mean, well, that red tide killed all those fish. Yeah. So, so you, you see things starting to shape up 
you know, as, as written. And again, yeah. these are not the ultimate fulfillment of these things, but it brings your attention. You know, when you see these things, it's like, hey, didn't I read that somewhere? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting how the, the latest debauchery that this country is involved in is starting to be more parallel to Revelation. You know, you can like, kind of see, oh, well, I guess that, you can kind of connect the dots, I guess, a little easier. Yeah. And one of the things that fascinated me was when it talks about uh, men living on the earth praying for death and they can't die. And you say, well, how is that even possible? Well, if you look at what they're trying to do with science, they are trying to cheat death. They are trying to uh, enhance the, the body with technology and, and science so that they are no longer uh, susceptible to disease and illness and, and this sort of thing. Um, and they are very open about this stuff. Yeah. It, this is not, you know, um, cloak and dagger mm-hmm. discussion. They are very, very open about it. And uh, God will give them over. I think they will achieve it. That is my personal opinion. They will achieve what they are working for. And it will end up being a judgment on them. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Because we've all seen sci-fi that every person has a story about about it. Uh, this next one is from Just the News by Nicholas Balassi, March 8th. Crime-related problems plaguing major Democrat cities such as Washington, D.C. have reached all the way to the White House. D.C. legislation eliminates the majority of mandatory sentences for violent crimes such as carjacking and robberies. (laughs) Republicans have argued that lowering penalties for certain offenses, like burglary, is one of the reasons that crime has spiked in the major cities like D.C. Duh. In Chicago, where there has been an uptick in criminal activity, if you can believe that, Chicago. Did you look it up? The purge law? Right you gotta look though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Democrat Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost her bid for re-election. Beetlejuice. Yeah, she does look <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Uh, and that's supposedly attributed to her to the rise in crime on her watch. Even though I heard that she's uh, her latest statement was it's racist. People don't want a Beetlejuice in office. Uh, anyway. I don't know. We keep telling you the same thing over and over again. The Democrats are bad for the country, bad for business, bad for relationships, bad for everything and anything. And and you know they know it because the ones that can afford to up and leave are doing just that. The low-income folks that can't afford to just pick up and go live anywhere else in the country are stuck there. So they know they're living in hell. <laughs> Gosh, man. And they keep putting them back in there. Oh, my goodness. All right. China preparing to, pre- excuse me, China preparing for war with the U.S., says an expert. China to target American homeland in event of war, experts warn. 
This is by Hannah. How do you say NG? How's that pronounced? Ng. And Tiffany Mayer, March 9th. This is from, I think, the Epic Times. Uh, the CCP has reportedly set up defense mobilization offices across China in recent weeks, signaling that the regime is preparing for war against the U.S. and its allies, according to China expert and author Bradley Thayer. Uh, Chinese leader Xi, Xi is attempting to prepare the Chinese people for that period of great sacrifice, which might be a sustained conventional war against the U.S. and its allies or even a nuclear conflict with the U.S. and its allies. And the Chinese and the CCP, uh, Thayer told China and Focus on NTD, which is a subsidiary of Epic Times, the sister media outlet of, okay, pointing to the setting up of military offices across China. All right, so I, what I want to comment about that is, um, so everybody's on a time crunch. So we're on a time crunch to get to the next election to get rid of all this ridiculousness. But we're hoping that the world holds together, that the country holds together, that, 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 the, that the war isn't going to break out. China is also, this is what I learned, apparently on a time crunch because there's two things, if I understand this correctly, that, that uh, two time bombs that are getting ready to go off in China. Okay, there's the population time bomb. And there's the economic time bomb. So they're getting ready to collapse in their own economy. And they're getting ready to have a real struggle with, uh, with population since they, you know, they did the control. But, yeah. but then people, no, people are not having kids anymore. Uh, people are getting old and they don't have anybody to come up. So uh, it's very unlikely, and I agree with this uh, summation, that, there's, that China will nuke us because... They want our lands for crops uh, to feed their people. So that seems more logical. However, uh, what's that missile? Supersonic missile? Yeah. Uh, so there's talk of that being used as a attack on our installations. Uh, pinpoint accuracy. I don't know. I, I will say this. Um, it, it was not reported on in the U.S. anywhere that I am aware of. But when Trump was in office, uh, a friend of mine brought this to my attention, and it was through international news, um, articles and reports that I saw it. When Trump was in office, China was one breath away from dying economically. They will, the, the tariffs, the trade restrictions, they were dying economically. Like, you wouldn't believe um, businesses, like, what we saw during the pandemic was child's play mm -hmm. compared to what their economy mm -hmm. was, was enduring at the time. So they had a vested interest in getting him out. And one thing to consider with China is China is an ancient country. They, they go back. Are you talking thousands of years? China has always been China. 
um, you hear um, Winnie the Pooh talk about the reunification of China, mm-hmm. uh, which includes Taiwan and all of the Pan-Asian Pacific and bringing them back into that one um, that one country that once existed. They have been around for a while. You compare um, the age of the United States to China. There's no comparison. And historically, China has been um, victimized by the West. The entire history, uh, there's never been good relations with any Western country. Um, they were exploited. They got the, the British got the Chinese population hooked on opium. Um, I mean, this is historical mm-hmm. um, historical fact. And the, the social and uh, fallout from that was, was catastrophic. And while they had the uh, significant number of the country hooked on opium, they just came and plundered their resources and I mean, they don't have a a good history with the West. So when you see China taking this posture that they have against the U.S. and the rest of the West, it it comes from somewhere. It's not just about establishing the number one position on a global scale. This is personal. This has long, dark, deep roots attached to it and and when you see them act like this you know this is the context that you have to keep in mind uh, so there there is nothing they won't do to ensure the perpetuation of themselves as a nation and the survival of of their country mm-hmm. yep uh, officials with the United States Navy have renamed two ships whose names have ties to the Confederacy. This is from Breitbart, Amy Fuhrer, which is an interesting last name. March 11th. Um, So anyway, you can check into that. It's ridiculous, as you can imagine. Um, Doctors around the world say it's time to stop the shots. (laughs) You don't see. From Epic Health by Jennifer Margulis or Margulis and Joe Wang. March 11th, and I'm just going to read this one paragraph. Recently, COVID-19 and Fauci have been trending on Twitter, and when you click on those hashtags, you don't get regurgitated government messaging. Instead, you get declarations, such as this one from Dr. Eli David, which has been viewed 1.2 million times. And this is a quote. Fauci was wrong about lockdowns, masks, double masks, Remdesivir, vaccine boosters, and virus origin. Was Fauci right about anything? Give me a single thing about COVID which Fauci got right. Close quote. He was the expert. I mean, that dude changed his mind on everything Mm -hmm. every day. (laughs) Yeah, he sure did. My goodness. You know what was that? That's why Trump didn't give him a step to stand on. When he, he no, like man. A little dwarf. Little, <laughs> little Napoleon. Oh, my goodness. I will never forget that. <laughs> All right, 
right, this one's interesting. Uh, this is by Breitbart, by Thomas D. Williams, a PhD, March 11th. To attend church services, Christians must fill out an online form on the government's so-called smart religion app and receive official approval to worship. Applicants must provide personal information, including their name, phone number, government ID, permanent residence, occupation, and date of birth before they can make a reservation to worship. And you can't even go. <laughs> a separate reservation must be made each time a person wishes to go to church. So the government can also monitor the frequency of your worship. Ain't that something? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention which country this is in. Because, <laughs> as you can see, it's very plausible that it could have been the U.S. But actually, this is China that has issued this. So, before entering the church, you must show your reservation code. And I'm thinking, why do you go to a church that's state-run? Why would you do that? Well, it doesn't even have to be state-run, right? Because they can just post... They're gods, you know. Um, but I mean, if you're going to go to church and the church says, your papers are not in order, then I don't know. On the flip side of that, uh, Marion Ministries, um, a ministry run by Jacob Rash, they minister in China. Um, and there is an underground church in China that will blow your mind with the number of people, the stories, the testimonies. Uh, he he puts his life I probably shouldn't be saying this, right? But he does say this in his but <laughs> he, he he undertakes great risk to get there. I'll put it that way. Um great risk. To spread the gospel behind enemy lines um, that is not going to have the desired impact it interesting thing about the church is the more the church is persecuted mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. more it grows <laughs> this is something that the enemies of the gospel could not comprehend they couldn't they couldn't understand why this was the case they didn't know what to do about it to the point where they just you know <laughs> let them be but yeah the there is god is working in china and you, you wouldn't believe it's not something that you hear a lot about but uh, if you listen to the to the right people and, and tune into the right things you you'd be aware of this but it it, it will that will have a very unintended consequence for the Chinese government. And this is not just Christians, it's Muslims, Buddhists, Uyghurs, and Tibetans, to name a few. You know what's interesting about that? For those of you Bible-reading Christians out there, <laughs> that is interesting because one of the unique characteristics of the antichrist you know we often hear he's anti-god you know and, and we hear that i won't say it's quite a cliche but that seem that is the sum total of his anti-ness that we would hear anytime he is mentioned but 
the scriptures goes a lot further than that what it actually says is he is anti anything that is worshipped <laughs> not just the god of heaven anything you worship mm -hmm. he he puts that to an end he must be the only person the only thing that is worshipped and reverenced as god so when you see that there's not just Christians, it is every belief system that exists in China. You have to consider John's word of the spirit of Antichrist that is already at work in the world today. So what's different than what the Ch what China doing and what Hitler did? Not much. Exactly. Not not much at all. The CCP has installed hundreds of millions of surveillance cameras across the country. Wow using facial and voice recognition systems to distinguish and track Uyghurs and Tibetans. Uh, they have systematically installed cameras in churches to identify and target anyone who attends services. Throughout the country, this is a quote, Chinese authorities have raided underground house churches, arrested Christians who refused to join the state-run churches, and banned children younger than 18 years old from attending services. Authorities, check this out, have installed cameras on the pulpits of churches and other house, houses of worship, allowing the party to identify and monitor anyone who attends services. So imagine uh, your preacher or whatever, you pastor, whatever he's called, preach. You know, there's this bust cut out like what we got here. The podium, you know, is right below it where you can't see. And then on the front of the podium, is uh, a camera that's watching you, the audience. Um, that's heartwarming, isn't it? That was that George Orwell book. 1984. 1984. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Big Brother. These are just a couple headlines from the Daily Signal from March 13th. Amid DOJ failures to enforce law, Supreme Court requests more help. The court requests more money for security amid ongoing protests at the justices' homes in apparent violation of U.S. Eight, of, code, of 18 U.S. Code 1507. So still, they're being uh, hassled, and it's illegal, and Meritless Garland done nothing about it. Criminals uh, act like criminals when there is no consequence. Yeah. Here we go. California gun control isn't the cure for what ails U.S. It isn't even the cure for California. California includes 11.8% of the U.S. population, yet the state accounts for 20%, which is 17 out of 85, of the nation's mass shootings since 2012, and 16.1% of its mass shooting fatalities. I don't know what's so difficult to understand... The more restrictive the gun laws are, the more chaos you have in that area. So, funny you should ask. I'm tr I will try. I can't promise this, but I will try to recommend a book. At least once a month. I was going to say once a week. Oh. But I think I'll be putting myself under a little pressure. <laughs> So, I, I'll try to recommend a book once, at least once a month. There, By the way, does anybody remember 
the book he uh, recommended last week. Anyone? Anyone? Uh-huh. Uh, Return of the Gods? Yeah. yeah. Jonathan Kern. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, A Conflict of Visions by Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell, I like that. Without understanding the school of thought of these people, you will never be able to make sense of why they do what they do. And they're not original with these ideas of equity and um, these communist, socialist um, practices. They're not new with this. But this book talks about two visions that shape worldviews. One is called the constraint vision and one is called the unconstrained vision. The constraint vision is, um, I guess, the thought stream for conservatism, right? And Christian um, worldview, because it believes that man is flawed and there needs to be checks and balances. There are no solutions for social problems. There are only trade-offs. The least harmful outcome is the best that they can hope for. This is the constrained vision. The unconstrained vision believes the complete opposite, that man is capable of being the best version of himself when the restraints are taken off. And that is what drives it. So when these people say that uh, we need to take away your ability to do this and take away your ability to do that and create utopia that by their policies that you will just thrive and, and be the best version of you that you can possibly be. Um, and they feel like this is a responsibility that more that normal people, you and I, uh, cannot shoulder so in their benevolence they accept the weight of having to make these choices for the better i mean this book is incredible so when you see john Kerry on a private jet flying to a climate change conference understand the thought process to normal people it's like well it's hypocritical but to them it's like no this is the price that i have to pay to save you <laughs> but this is how they think this is how they think so when they say that more restrictions more regulation more control you know to weed out the undesirable behavior they are of the belief that the world view that with enough laws and enough restriction man will just rehabilitate and that when you punish or you use negative um, reinforcement um, it it hurts the psyche of the individual um, uh. it's incredible but a conflict of visions definitely worth a read so for you libs out there that are okay with this what's your number one complaint about Christians I'll bet it's hypocrite yeah. so when your libs your leaders say one thing and don't do it or do another thing isn't that hypocritical 
and that's okay with you all of a sudden. All right, one more article here. Electric car manufacturers remove AM radios claiming safety concerns. This is by Breitbart, Alana Mastrandello, March 13th. Some electric vehicle manufacturers are scrapping the AM radio from their cars claiming safety concerns. Although conservative talk radio dominates AM radio ratings, it is also considered a critical safety tool as it is one of the primary ways that federal, state, and local officials communicate with the public during natural disasters and other emergencies. But former emergency officials are warning that scrapping the AM radio would mean EV drivers could miss important safety alerts. But that would be okay because we got people not listening to conservative ideology. So those are your leaders. Um, that's where they're at. And, you know, I heard something a little bit ago. It was, you think about, like you were saying earlier about Trump and China was on the, uh, on the verge of a collapse. And Biden comes in and stops that and turns it around. We, we were energy independent. Biden comes in and stops that and turns that around. We, uh, groceries were, were fine. I mean, I don't understand if, if you're, a demon crap. Why? What? What is? What is so appealing? I mean, are you are you are you really believing this nonsense that they're talking about, or are you just kind of going along with the flow? I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. I mean, this is real life. So you remember? I, I can't remember how many episodes ago it was, but we talked about when there is no pathology when there's no rational justification for the behavior you have to consider the spiritual oh yeah you, you have to outside Absolutely. of that this makes no sense mm -hmm. like i told you you uh, you cannot tell me that they've looked at fetterman and said that's our guy mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you could never convince me of that that the electorate in what pennsylvania mm -hmm looked at this guy and said we want him to represent us mm -hmm. because he is competent and accomplished uh, you cannot convince me what would explain somebody looking at a candidate like that and voting for him you can't make sense of it what would explain all this chaos that we're experiencing I mean, if you don't believe in God and you don't believe in the devil, then, I mean, let me just quote the scripture. It says, only a fool says in his heart there is no God. Oh. Um, so basically, you're an idiot. I mean, I'm sorry. That's that's just factual. Okay? You, you can not believe in gravity, but it doesn't change the effects of it. So it's the same way with God. You can not believe in him, but it doesn't make him less real. And most of the people that claim they don't believe in God. Like, uh, especially well, the influence, like movie producers and so What I've realized is they just say that they don't believe in God, but uh, they, they do. They just reject them because these people practice occult, Luciferian um, worship. And if you believe one, you have to believe in the other 
there's no two ways about it so um but for the plebs you know the the everyday people that you know have to go to work to pay bills and live paycheck to paycheck and you know those are the people who get this trickle down effect of this nonsense and um, unfortunately because people are so consumed with life uh, they don't think that they have time to search things out so they'll just take whatever it is they hear from whomever they feel is credible or trustworthy and and that's what they go with i once upon a time had a and not that i didn't believe the bible not that but i could not envision a scenario where people would willingly worship the dragon that's what it says that the world will worship the dragon and I, I, I couldn't see it I, I could not see a situation where that could happen not so much anymore <laughs> not so much anymore uh, it, 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 it's, it's quite quite, an, uh, quite a situation that, that the world is in Things are definitely heating up, folks, so if you don't know God, you better get busy knowing him so that you can be on the right side of this when it, when it pans out. That's all the time we got for now. Thanks so much for watching us and subscribing and sharing us with others. Until next time, stay safe. Peace.